I think, yeah, you get up to the wire. Um, you get up to like a, a good point to clip the wire. You feel like you have a, an understanding, you know, you have an intuitive understanding that um, you need to kind of clamp it on one end and then clip it um, to not have it, you know, just detonate. But as you do, um, you kind of turn, or actually, I think a voice called pull it. Uh, rings out its Vax voice, very you know business-like voice, and just say, "Drop the pliers, walk away, and nobody else needs to get hurt." And he's got uh, his caster gun posed on you, so you're in a desperate position. Let's go do one more uh, race, and then we'll see how this this unfolds. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, we're back to Augustine, yeah, uh, and we're on the third lap now. Uh, and you remember, you remember that part of the track where I said that they were able to, you know, kind of use more uh, more direct uh, weaponry or attacks against opponents. Uh, it's the Salt Arena, and you're there now. Um, okay. pretty much anything short of lethal weaponry is allowed here. Um, they, they actually introduced it to try and compete with lobster lash, but you know, <laughs> lobster lash is shut down now, but they're, they're still doing it. They haven't gotten rid of it yet. Um, and yeah, you're starting to make waves here, but you're still not in front. So I think, um, I think you, what you see is just. Uh, once again, Gunboat Gary just trying to, um, he's firing like concussive blasts. So it's a different kind of magic. Um, it's, you know, it fires right down kind of adjacent to salt cake. Uh, and it just kind of like blasts the sand up around. Let's see. Did I gender salt cake? I don't think salt cake. So she hurt too. Uh, salt around her and, you know, kind of like disrupts her. And it's uh, it could even threaten to like flipper if they zero it in enough, but again you have a good opportunity to just get ahead if you want to, because you're not in first yet, so they're not targeting you. So salt cake. My thought, because I remember that Augustine had all the filters, and Augustine mm-hmm. is very rough right now because Augustine had taken them from Gadget and Chalice. To keep them safe. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, that's and, yeah, yeah. my understanding of it. Yeah. And right now, Augustine has it and is very rough. Mm-hmm. And is considering using it himself. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> uh, did you ever talk to Chalice anymore about what they what they do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Chalice is going to have to talk you down. <laughs> As if, um, if you want to have had that conversation, it could be a quick flashback. Um, you know, they're not a scientist; they probably don't know everything about it. But if if you wanted to have a, more of an understanding, yeah, I don't have the stress to flashback. Uh, you would have had plenty of an opportunity for it. It could be a free flashback. 
Okay, just for the information. Yeah. Um, sure. Um, so I think, yeah, it would probably would have come up sometime after, you know, Chalice took the fake one and was really pissed at both Myriad and Gadget. Um, and, you know, you just got, you know, uh, you, you were hanging on to him and you had all determined, well, this one must be good, right? Um, and you just got to chatting about it. I think Chalice would have mentioned that, you know, it's... Uh, it it kind of infuses your body with kind of an excess of like potential they don't fully understand it themselves it's kind of like a, a state you know it's a, again a state secret so they don't perfectly explain it to everybody um and what the filter frame does which is their armor i don't know if i ever actually said the name of it before it's the filter frame um it siphons that energy out of them so for, for the energy is first processed by the body um and then it's siphoned out by the filter frame and used for sort of alchemical uh like on the spot alchemical um reactions so you know it can make the filter frames feathers grow out and become great wings it can make the filter frames little like candle burn bright and become a flamethrower mm. um Without something to immediately channel that excess uh, energy into, that extra potential into, um, it can be very unpleasant to be under the effects of a filter. But I don't think they say, you know, they don't say it'll like necessarily kill you. And they don't say anything about like it wouldn't be helpful, but it will definitely be unpleasant. So I guess my next question is, Gadget, what did, so what I kind of imagined the the saddle being, because mm-hmm. um, you said I was kind of, I think Connor, you said I was kind of hanging under, mm-hmm. under sandwich. It could be anywhere you want on sandwich, yeah. Um, another um, person who had a spider crab, theirs was located underneath. Um, you could do that too if you want, it's up to you. Okay. Um, well, I figured I I was I was secured in, so I wouldn't need to tie myself in if I get knocked out. Um, right. <laughs> but I'm I'm wondering what gadget did to the saddle and everything for defensive features and offensive features. Well, everybody knows that in lobster race in this. Uh, stretch of the track it's anything goes so yeah we have all sorts of cool shit on here let's pull up our <laughs> sheets <laughs> and and would you have potentially tried to work in the filter frame oh my god you <laughs> 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 didn't want it anyway it's a it's a terrible thing we're doing you a favor Poor Chalice. God, at least ask Chalice. Gadget absolutely would not have asked Chalice if if they were okay with this. Uh, Gadget's frame of mind is she is the number one lobster racing fan. And why, you know, everybody cheats, okay? Why have something at our disposal and not use it to our advantage? (laughs) Um, So absolutely, we'll have something set up for... uh, Something analogous for our filter here. Uh, what would it do, though? Uh, uh, sky's the limit, you know. Uh, sky's the limit. 
The vast <laughs> is the limit, y'all. The things that the filter frame oh, no. did before you retrofitted it um, was uh, <laughs> enable its user to fly by using that kind of like flamethrower property, um, and also uh, use the flamethrower itself as a as a weapon. Oh, and also you didn't see this before, but it has those spines on it, like kind of like okay. spiky spines. Um, you don't really know what those did, but like seems like those could be weaponized somehow. <laughs> So here is something to take into account, though, that is pretty important. I think that, like, the whole filter and filter frame thing was supposed to be pretty secret. Like, we weren't even supposed to know about them. <laughs> and <not>. so <laughs> if this gets demonstrated at this massive public event slash spectacle uh, here in Subita... Something that seems like it's big enough that not just Subitans come to, but like people from other Landbergs also come to partake in. Um, there will be a lot of questions, and I don't think we're going to have all the answers that they want. I, I don't think there's going to be uh, any evidence left. <laughs> it's the last filter. Yeah. yeah, but it's not the end of the filter frame. Yeah, it'll probably look weird. I mean, you could have, you could, you could try to like cover it up. You know, it would all depend on the effects of or the uh, results of the roll. You know, if it's a shitty roll, maybe one of the consequences is it's kind of obvious that this is weird technology. If it's a good roll, then hey, maybe it, uh, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty low key in terms of what what's actually making this happen. Oh Jesus! As far as We're upgrades, though, gadget would not have retrofitted it for um for it to fly because you have to stay on the track. That is the rule. It's not a bird race. <laughs> Let's see. I'm definitely not pulling up the weapons sheet here on Scum and Villainy. <laughs> oh, I like this one. It's called Super Not Legal. Therefore, it is my favorite weapon that I barely glanced at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that like the particle particle cannon or something? Oh, uh, yes, the coherence cannon. <laughs> Jesus. Capital weapon one shot only until repaired or recharged on ships smaller than dreadnoughts. <laughs> May fry well, you would, deadly, super not legal. You would have also known that it's non-deadly force, right? Uh, okay, we can keep race. the super non-legal legality of it but we'll <laughs> we'll decrease the lethality yeah it's just it's just shy of lethal force i'm sure people have died in this race before but it's not a usual occurrence um, it's not ideal you know we try not to tarnish the name of of the lobster races with death you want that you can go over to lobster Lash. <laughs> <laughs> um so the filter also let chalice push past the physical harm he took for a little bit or uh they she they um for a little bit right um it let them heal from it super fast uh i mean they got shot in the gut but like that that might have been the filter that might have also just been adrenaline you know my sweet spirit sucking baby (laughs) what to do We've got two rolls left, and I need to get six ticks. Um, so what's the position right now for me? Uh, well, it depends on what you're going for. If you just want to charge forward uh, past Gunboat Gary, still love saying it, um, it would be risky. 
maybe even controlled, depending on how you narrate it. Uh, if you're somehow opposing Gary, it's probably desperate, uh, but maybe just risky. Uh, you know, just tell me what your plan is, and I'll uh, I'll tell you the position and effect. And then, if you want to, you can of course modify your plan to have a different position and effect. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last question on the filter: How long does does it last? Um. Well, you saw that it was already starting to fade. It seemed when uh chalice when you had chalice back in the med bay which is what maybe like 15 20 minutes after uh they took it Um, okay so one one round or one uh, lap yeah when you should a human this is all very back of the envelope man oh (laughs) we could do something cool like um all right so maybe instead of a weapon we could do something that's tied into like sandwich's name like i don't know Is Sandwich just going to, like, throw sand in the other lobster and crab's eyes? Like, <laughs> pocket sand is what Sandwich yep, has? Definitely pocket sand. I th- oh, one round-ish. Yeah, this could give you a boost for probably one round, uh, Tony. And then you'd, you'd come up with something else for the next one. Well, if Sandwich is a ghost crab, maybe they go invisible. I don't know. Gotta do something <laughs> cool. Or, oh, my God. Can we got a whole use- toy box here. Okay, okay. Here's an idea. So I watched that really rad movie Coherence. Mm. Is there a way to like use the Coherence cannon to phase shift Sandwich so that Sandwich goes not entirely like in this dimension and is able to just run through the other creatures? Uh. Can you uh. decohere Sandwich (laughs) for a moment? You th- that is pretty far beyond anything that you've seen this reverent assemblage technology do. I'm not going to say that's impossible. You know, maybe there's an artifact. Reverend assemblage, okay? Maybe there's maybe there's an artifact on a landberg somewhere that does exactly that. Or hey, actually, there totally know. is. We have that yeah. artifact, BT Dubs, uh-huh. and um, Gadget was studying it. Mm-hmm. It was the it phased through her hand. Yep, it's yep. on my fine hacking rig, my my space <laughs> Nintendo Power Glove right now. More like in it. <laughs> but yeah, it, it can phase all. And so, if anybody knew a little something something about how to make things phase through other things, I would assume it would be the person who was studying an artifact, a precursor artifact that phased through things. <laughs> and um, I would have helped because I can handle artifacts without dying horribly. Thanks to being warded. Um, Gadget, if you took off your power glove and like uh, mounted it on the, you know, the the chariot as like some kind of, you know, central apparatus and left it at like a blinking prompt so that Augustine could just hit enter. Um, then yeah, you co- totally could have rigged something like this, but you would need to leave your ga- glove behind because you don't know how to get the hell to get the artifact the hell out of there. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I'd have to take off my gloves. I'm basically naked, but you know what? <laughs> Sounds Sometimes cool as hell. Gadget probably would have done something that like nice. Yeah, Sacrifices. she probably was not expecting doing um a little side mission of deactivating a dynamite thingy and if she knew that ahead of time probably would not have given it to Augustine but that's that's <laughs> how it rolls so 
All yours, my dude. Okay, uh, so I have a flashing press in case of emergency button. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, and, and Gadget, go ahead and make me a roll for how you implemented this. Um, oh, Jesus. Do you know that standard. the precursor artifact is in there? <laughs> well, I'd be breaking it up. I mean, does Augustine know that Augustine's <laughs> about to unleash the ability of a precursor artifact while in a race? I'd I mean, I can have... see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I? <laughs> But yeah, it's it's poking out a little bit from the glove right now. Uh, risky ex- standard, you said. I'm sorry. Risky standard. Yeah, if you're if you're rigging it, it would be risky standard. Okay, so the complication here is because you got a five is that um, it's a little finicky. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's going to improve the effect level. Or uh, add an extra die, whatever you're doing with, with this. Um, or wait a minute. Uh, no, setups either improve effect level or improve position. Yeah. So basically this setup is limited to it has to improve effect level and it has to decrease position. Because if you use this thing, it, it, you're inherently making things more risky, but it's also, you know, powerful. I mean, you might just blip yourself out of existence, Augustine. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> if that happens, I mean, you won't have long to worry about it, probably. So, yeah, it's an instant make things more interesting button because it increases your effect level and makes it also more dangerous. Uh, you can resist okay. that if you want, G- Gadget. You can resist that consequence. Mm-hmm. Look at my stress and heat. Probably not. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's where you are, Augustine. And that was your free flashback ma- gadget, so don't worry right. about spending any stress on it. Okay. So I am... I'm gonna keep steering towards Gunboat Gary. Mm-hmm. And when I get close, I'm gonna press the button and see what happens, oh, and Lord. then just continue <laughs> continue on. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still button, aiming Augustine. for... Hmm? I said, press the button, Augustine. <laughs> yeah, I'm still aiming to gain some places, but I'm trying to throw gunboat off still. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think risky standard by itself. It's always a good starting point. You hit that button, and it becomes desperate great. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and give me the helm. Uh, you have that set up. Do you want to spend any gambits or take a devil's bargain, push yourself? For the love of God, uh, don't blip yourself out of existence. <laughs> I have two rolls, so I'm, I'm going to use another gambit. All right. I can't Desperate use great. a gambit and a, and a devil's bargain, right? I can only do one or the other. You can. You, can, you, you can't push yourself and use a devil's bargain. Okay. Gambits okay. and devil's bargains, are, uh, they can coexist. What, what's, the, what's a devil bargain? Ooh, uh... Let's see. I don't have a lot of I don't have stress to spend, so I have to get things elsewhere. <laughs> um, people will know that this was an artifact at work. Um, oh shoot! Yeah, mm. uh, they won't nec- they won't know where it came from, what artifact it was, but they're gonna know that you bust out some strange and very powerful artifact in the middle of this race. That's not against the rules, to be clear, especially not in this in. Uh, what did I call this plate? The arena? The salt arena? Um, but they're going to know. 
Yeah, I'm not going to... It might not be against the rules, but it's also not that common. (laughs) No. And I'm not going to risk that with Yazoo and um, Inishman watching. Also, Bacha would totally come find us. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's Inishman. Yeah. Uh, All right. So that's Desperate Great Helm with one bonus die. Come on. There's a six. Uh, there's oh, that thank six. goodness. Take your XP. Uh, control first place goes up by three, so it's now at seven out of ten. Uh, the race finishes go up by one, goes up by one, so it's now at uh, three. So yeah, um, what do you think this looks like? Because it's a six, so you get pretty pretty full narrative control here. Um, I'll. <laughs> I kind of want to give Gadget the narrative since Gadget created the device. That sounds fair to me. <laughs> nice. I hope I would have helped at least with the, uh, what's it called? Not the mechanical aspect, the precursor artifact aspect. Yes, I'm, I'm sure you were. Especially when it was between that and <laughs> busting down for Chalice's filter frame. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's try this idea. Um, Oh, giving me full narrative control like I pre-planned this or something. Uh, okay, so we have we have uh, Gunboat Gary mm-hmm. and Gunboat Gar- Gary was shooting at Tunglash. Uh, Gunboat Gary was shooting at Tunglash before. This time Gunboat Gary was okay. just shooting straight at Salt Cake. Oh no, not poor Salt Cake. All right. Uh, how are we going to make this narratively okay? So both Zinc comes out unscathed and Augustine comes out on top. Well, uh, Augustine isn't in first yet. He'll be at seven out of ten after this. He'll probably be in a very strong second place. Because of course Zinc is at the front. <laughs> he told her she could race. Yes. All right, so as uh, Gunboat Gary is re-aiming their sights over towards Augustine, Augustine pushes the emergency press here for cool effects button on the Nintendo Power Glove, (laughs) blinks out of existence, uh, which makes it a little bit more difficult than average to aim at. Uh, How long should the effect last for? I mean, for Chalice, it was almost 20 minutes, but for here... For a race, that'd be a very boring race to watch. Well, you're not using the filter. Well, I didn't use the filter. Okay, we're just using we're just using the tuning fork. We're just using the tuning fork. Okay. Which has a habit of passing things through each other and melding them together. Well, guys, I just think I figured out a way for us to keep uh, sandwich when we're done. Because, no, just kidding. Just kidding. We're not oh, merging no. Augustine and Sandwich together. Augustine seems a little crabby lately. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, this, is getting, this is getting real weird real quick. <laughs> okay, I'll dial back the weirdness uh, three degrees. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I think. I think we'll have the right idea. We're just phasing through realities right now. We're just blinking in and out of existence. We're at, we're dimensioning Dory this race here. Mm-hmm. 
Which isn't against the rules. It didn't say no magic allowed. <laughs> sandwich is a sandwich. Uh, yeah, you know, you could, like, uh, just just phase right it right through. Um, you could even, like, as you pass through, since you get, did get that great effect, you know, like, maybe some clods of uh, sand rock get, like, stuck to Gumboat Gary's pincers. Not, like, permanently, but enough to slow him down. I like that. All right. Okay. So that is the visual there uh, as you as you pass through and, it's, you know, it's so fast and there's, you know, there's sand spray, there's salt spraying up everywhere from like the 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 pincers, the um, the legs uh, thudding against the, uh, the, the salt that it, it's really tough to tell what actually happened there. Um you know, you didn't take that devil's bargain, so I'm not going to say, Haha, but they still know it's an artifact. It's a, <laughs> it's a race. It's tough to see things clearly. So we cut straight from Augustine taking the, the lead past Gunboat Gary there and coming in just behind Zinc um, to the, the pits. Um, I think you pro- every racer probably has to take at least one pit stop uh, in the race, and you, have, you haven't done yours yet. Um, so you pull in. Um, and uh, Augustine, and you're expecting to see the whole gang there, probably. <laughs> um, but it's right now, it's actually Chalice and um, Quell. And, you know, Chalice, uh, Chalice gets to work on, on their job of, you know, like giving the, the crab Gatorade. Um, Quell, you know, like uh, I'm sure you've, uh, were at least briefed and, you know, like checking all the straps and stuff. Um, but, uh, do you bring, Quell, do you bring, uh, Augustine up to date on any of the thing that's gone down or would you, are you keeping that to yourself? Don't want to, don't want to give well, them too much to worry about. You know, I, I figure I have that, that debate in my mind, right? I don't want to give Augustine the jitters, but then again, I don't think Quell has ever seen Augustine have the jitters <laughs> and does believe that Augustine probably would rather be informed instead of less informed. So what Quell does is um, as Chalice is giving Sandwich the Krabby Gatorade, <laughs> Quell makes sure to bring Augustine their very special racing sherry. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, you can have it out of a cup. You don't have to have it out of a little hamster thing where you laugh at the end of a metal tube. <laughs> And uh, lets you, you know, lets Augustine know uh, about what she saw, especially because Augustine seems to understand uh, attunement a little bit and communing with the spirits, even though he doesn't do it quite as much as she does. Um, And so she said, this is what I saw. This is what um, this is what Gadget thought, like where it would be taking place. And this is what Gadget said about the rules. She makes sure to highlight that that point about like the if you don't stay on the sides, you wind up having to do a penalty lap. Um, and then she explains that Gadget and Myriad went out to go take care of the the heavies out there and and the explosives. So letting Augustine kind of know everything that's going on, and also making sure that uh, <laughs> you're, you're getting your sherry in. That'll settle you. <laughs> you know, you and your concussed state. Have some alcohol. 
Oh no! <laughs> I'm not concussed. Not concussed. I avoided it <laughs> narrowly <laughs> by about by about. Uh, I don't know how long Augustine's hair is. It's pr- you know if it looks like the Elliot Smith hair. It's you know you got a nice little coil on the top. Or wait, not Elliot Smith. He's the he's that Sam singer. Elliot. Sam Elliot. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, how does Augustine take this? Well, I mean. <laughs> I wouldn't expect any less from the triplets. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah you, uh, you really lit a fire under Enishman's behind with this whole getting in the race. I mean, I mean, it's probably not all you. It's probably also some of uh, Solomon, you know, well, Solomon ostensibly is here, but, you know, Solomon not partaking as we expected. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd watch yourself out there. Yeah. Um, would you mind uh, seeing if you can uh, give Sandwich some some encouragement to do good on this last last round? Sure, sure. I, I... Um, would you be able to assist me in any way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I suspect that you know, it's interesting because Quell, <clears throat> Quell's attuned with spirits quite a bit, and spirits tend to occupy, like, the land and and take animal forms, right? <clears throat> and so, yeah, uh, she suspects that animals have spirits. She doesn't do a whole lot of attunement with living animals, but, I mean, if machines can have spirits and the land can have spirits and spirits clearly have a connection with animals because they take forms like bees and whales and other things, then maybe she could talk with sandwich. I think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, I say this as somebody who, you know, built the world along with the rest of you. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I bet, I bet it's honestly more of a spectrum than we might've thought before between, you know, corporeal and spirit. So, like, you know, maybe there isn't that, like, bold, well-defined line between what is, like, you know, a spirit and what is an animal. So, yeah, I think you could definitely try for something like that. The sky whales are animals, correct? They take the form of animals? You never, like, reached out and tried to, you know, pat one or anything. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, like, we're not sure. Often it seems like spirits take forms of animals or combined animals mm-hmm. like the mother of many or lax you know takes the form of a, a moth or you know the the brick bees which look like bees covered in bumblebees covered in brick dust like little craggy bumblebees mm-hmm. so cute um so there is kind of you know quells like i don't know how all this works i'm not studied on this but i suspect there's a connection between all living things that you know and spirits are just essences of living things taking one form or another so take just kind of taking an animistic approach to it all and here we have a living thing called sandwich a giant ghost crab uh so i think are you thinking you might like uh so this would probably be another setup right um Mm -hmm. if you're Move, aiming to make things a little easier for your captain here. 
and if you want to attune with it, uh, let's see. It's probably controlled standard. I don't think, I can't see anything going too. Uh, I, I, I don't know. You've never done it with an animal before. It's probably risky standard. I carry offerings with mm-hmm. me. Uh, can I use those to help? And in this case, what I'm going to do as my offering, because it's part of my load, mm-hmm. um, amusingly, I would assume that Quell, knowing this is a day-long endeavor, probably would have brought snacks or some food, right? And she would have brought food that would stand up well out on the sand. So things that would stand up well out in the heat. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I swear... When we had, uh, she had jerky on her at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think that she's going to offer some like jerky, some like salted jerky to sandwich to get sandwich to trust her. And I think that ghost crabs, they do, they're omnivorous. They eat things like insects and like, um, like clams and eggs and mm-hmm. vegetation and stuff. So Maybe sandwich could use a little snack, a little mm-hmm. snacky snack. Uh, yeah, I think if you if you mark that off here, that could be risky. Great, why not? If you if you use that, okay. So after handing the sherry to Augustine and explaining what's going on and being like, if you come off the edge. Like, if anything forces you off the edge, you're going to have to do a penalty lap. And I suspect that's what they're trying to do. Um, and Augustine mentions to Quell, like, can you give a Sandwich some encouragement? Well, Quell knows a couple things. One, food always encourages her. <laughs> <laughs> Working as an urchin, you get the food you get and you enjoy it. And you try to get as much of it as you can because there's usually not much of it around. And then two, um, you know, Sandwich has been working hard. Maybe Sandwich is hungry. So she fishes around in the various pouches in her beat up cargo pants, pulls out a particularly tasty looking piece of this jerky she still has, goes, holds it out to Sandwich and kind of waits to see if Sandwich takes this offering. All right, go ahead and make me a risky, great uh, attune. Okay. Uh, and as always, well, you could push yourself. Um, this would be an interesting spot to trauma out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you I also still have a- one more use of my armor, my special armor. Oh, left. great point. Great point. You could use that here. Okay, I'm going to really try to connect. I'm pushing myself and I'm attuning with sandwich. Mm-hmm. So what does pushing myself do? Uh, it increases your effect level, or it gives you a bonus die, and your effect level is already as high as it can get through normal means. Okay, I'm taking a bonus die then. So I'm like, please, sandwich, accept this gift. <laughs> All right, get a okay. six. Okay, nice. Three, three, six, five. Nice. Got that six. That's what's important. Um, so yeah, I think you, you know, you pat sandwich on the carapace you offer up the um the the snacks uh a little jerky um and you know kind of like it's weird crab mouth kind of like opens up and like the little crabby teeth kind of reach out and like it kind of tickles your hand 
Um, I'm glad it didn't take my hand off. Yeah, no, you you still got that. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I think you feel a a serene moment shared between you two. Uh, And it's not like, it's not pictures like you're used to seeing. It's more like you just get, uh, you just feel excited. (laughs) Like you're kind of sharing in the emotion. Um, Good. So yeah, I, I use that connection that emotional connection to just kind of gently like encourage and praise sandwich and like send images of sandwich running the track as far as I can see it going really fast and super sure footed and moving to the front and just share like excitement and praise and like happiness, whatever that feels like <laughs> to a crab. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I was just like, you can do it. Good job, Sandwich. We all believe in you. <laughs> I'm just sitting over here thinking, oh, God, they're never going to give this crap back now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure-footed Sandwich is what mm-hmm. I was, like, presenting. Like, you can use all your, your crabby abilities. No one's as fast and as strong as you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you, you take your hand back. Um, uh there's probably a referee or something who counts out like a minimum amount of time you have to spend at your your um, mandated pit stop, you know, just to, to be fair. Uh, and they wave that flag and you're clear to go, Augustine. Okay. Uh, and since since Quell got great here, um, it will be, I think, why not? You'll have improved effect and improved position. Okay. And we get a gambit because it was a six on a risky? Hell yeah, you do. Yay! And even if Quell had spent one, you would have gotten one. So nice. definitely yes. have that game. But thank you for pointing that out. That means there's a extra one to use for out in the sands. Mm-hmm. And I think we actually the camera kind of lingers after Augustine when we're expecting it to cut to the next scene in the race, um, but then it sweeps back to Quell and Chalice. You know, probably like you know. I don't know, high-fiving. Chalice has got their uh, <laughs> their tin claw back on and is just, like, waving it after you as you go. <laughs> um, and then uh, we, hear, we hear a voice um, coming from kind of, like, the hallway between uh, pits. And it says, Quell Quick Call. And you turn around, oh. and it's Yazoo. But yeah. Yazoo's supposed to not like Augustine. <laughs> <Yeah. We'll go. laughs> no, Yazoo. What problem do you have with me? Yazoo is actually um, um, Myriad's rival, <laughs> but oh. at this point, at this point, um, all of your rivals hate all of you. <laughs> um, and uh, she's not by herself. She has. Um, Two PA officers and uh, Quell wouldn't recognize this person, but it is that muscle-bound figure that Yazoo is sitting next to. And um, I think Yazoo kind of instantly starts to say, you know, like, now we turn all a dime upside down and kind of find hide in her hair, this assemblage character. Then I hear some little podunk bird out in the gull ward of all places found this new stuff they're calling assemblinodium. 
she launches into this big villain speech about, ah, I finally tracked you down. Uh, and then the beefy fella standing next uh, next to her kind of steps forward into the light and says, Damn it, Yazoo, you said she'd be here. Where's Gadget? Uh, and this figure kind of looks like Gadget. Oh, no! <laughs> it's the consequences to all my actions! <laughs> And Yazoo just kind of shrugs and says, I'm sure she'll show up. But uh, anyway, in any case, uh, and Yazoo has a has a gun and it's leveled at you, uh, Quell. Uh, actually, no, she doesn't have a gun out. The other ones have guns, but they're not pointed at you. Um, and they say, that's the, we've, we've put some things together. It's time to hand that one over. Uh, and Chalice is just like turning ghost white. No, they don't recognize Chalice. We have Chalice wearing special stuff to blend in as my younger sister. <laughs> I don't know, younger, younger sibling. I mean, they know the crew, they know who the crew of the Beluga is, and they know that they've been able to put some things together. Okay, but I would like to try to sway them to think that this is just somebody we picked up at the chop to help with uh, our work. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, Yazoo thinks that this person is the uh, the enemy agent, but uh, she doesn't know that for sure. Uh, so what's your angle here? Uh, well, we've been trying to hide Chalice. Chalice has already been explaining to everybody here on Subita that they are my younger sibling, uh, whose name I'm forgetting. Is it Quest? Quest. Quest Quickball. <laughs> Um, and so has probably been, we've probably been trying to kind of dress Chalice a bit like me. Other people can vouch for Quest being Quest Quick Crawl. Uh, there's a lot of found family type arrangements on Dime with all the urchins. You couldn't possibly know every urchin on Dime. You don't know who we snuck off with. It would be totally sensible to assume that I snuck off with, uh, a similarly aged sibling to help me out on the Beluga. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, also, screw Yazoo. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna use side dancing. Oh no, <laughs> that's gonna trauma me out. I can't use side dancing. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, you could. Uh, you could, and it would like. Uh, I would definitely keep that in mind when describing the effects that you'd pushed yourself this hard. Um, but it would trauma you out. Yes. Oh, what does that mean for me? Is there any way to resist that? No. No, you would take that final action here, um, and you would, uh, you I'll, know. Hmm? I'll cut in real quick. Mm-hmm. You can spend a gambit instead of paying any stress cost. Oh, could I do that? Yeah, it said you may push yourself to cloud a target's mind and sway them in the face of contradictory evidence. Yeah, and then spend one stress for each additional feature. They have only vague memories of the event. And it works on a small group. So, I've got a small group in front of me, right? Uh, yep. I think, to be fair here, it's not... You would have to spend one gambit for the push yourself, and then another gambit for the extra features. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spend a gambit to push myself, and then I'm going to spend one stress, because I have two stress left, (laughs) to have them forget. There you go. (laughs) Um, is what I'm going to do. Because they've got me, and I don't know if I can get away, but if they think that 
if they are pretty convinced that Chalice is just another dime urchin who managed to sneak away with us, mm-hmm. there are a lot of urchins on dime. And being an urchin, people don't keep track of them. They don't know all their names. They don't know what they do. That is the the benefit of being kind of faceless and unimportant. Okay, let me look at side dancing. Okay, uh, so you're going to spend the one one gambit to have them mm-hmm. forget just Yazu. No, so I'm what I'm doing is I'm spending the one to push myself instead of taking the stress from pushing yes, myself. Yes. I'm spending a gambit okay. to cloud the target's mind. And remember, this works on a small group to sway them in the face of contradictory evidence. So I'm telling them a tall tale, but they're gonna believe it. <laughs> Um, and then I'm spending one stress to have them have only vague memories of this exchange. It, it I think wor- it's saying, it, yeah, that- it works on a small group if you pay. That's another thing that you can pay one stress for. Um, it doesn't work on a small group by default. But oh, I'm I saying you could did. spend. Yeah, it's it's kind of weirdly formatted. Um, but I'm uh, saying that if you could, you can spend a gambit on that too. It's just it would be a separate gambit. Oh. Well, no, I'm not going to spend all of our gambits. That seems like a poor choice. So do I want to do this only on Yazoo, but have them not clearly remember what happened? Or do I want them to remember our exchange? You know what? I don't mind them remembering our exchange they, mm-hmm. because they can. I want them to remember our exchange because I'm <laughs> swaying their mind. I want them to remember, no, this is not this person from the assemblage. This is my sibling, Wes. They'll also remember that you messed with their mind somehow. But you know what? Yazoo already doesn't like you, so. (laughs) He would, you know, Yazoo would think that I messed with her. She's her, she her, right? Yazoo, she her. Yazoo would think I messed with her mind if I, like, winked at her. Okay? (laughs) Yazoo (laughs) is just being a big baby about this whole thing. And it just so happens that this time Yazoo would be right. But whatever. So I want the whole group to buy this mm-hmm. because if only Yazoo believes it and then the other group doesn't, they might later be able to convince Yazoo that, no, this isn't really my sibling. Mm-hmm. But if all of them are like, oh, wait, yeah, no, this is just some other random urchin who's mm-hmm. unimportant, yeah, you know, that's what I want. So spending the gambit to do it yep. and spending the one stress to have it affect all of them. Uh, it would be desperate standard a tune, and you get to mark XP because it's desperate. That's good. Okay, so uh, you got a four. So go ahead and mark your XP. And I think what mm-hmm. this means is uh, it's going to be slightly reduced effect, but I'll keep listening. Um, <laughs> so you see the like look of like. Yazu kind of always has a little bit of a smug look on her face, but she was extra smug here. Um, And it just kind of like drops away into like confusion and bashfulness um, and says, well, this isn't that. You're still you're still a one criminal, but uh, all right, you're going to need to turn yourself in. All right. And um, they like, uh, you know, she kind of points at you and says, we got your number, so we're going to be back. I just, I just got to straighten some things out. And her and the two other officers turn away. 
the beefy guy just kind of turns around and says like what you're just gonna walk away what the hell are you <laughs> um and then another figure steps out from the shadows and like you like from the hallway behind them uh and taps the beefy figure in the shoulder and just makes eye contact with them and uh just kind of quietly says you should go with the rest um and he gets the same look in his eyes and he's like yeah yeah uh i guess we need to do some more work on this um i'll keep looking for gadget elsewhere and they all just kind of trundle off reluctantly that's my obi-wan my obi-wan just showed up (laughs) Uh, and as they walk away, you see um, a figure who is kind of clad uh, in like, you know, like the loose fitting tunics and they have a scarf kind of up to their um, up to their nose. Um, and the instant you lay on eyes on them, they it's it's an uncanny feeling. Um, and their voice reminds you a little bit of gadgets and somebody else you can't put your finger on. Gadget, how many weird relatives do you have here? (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think I left? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I, uh, yeah, well, I'm glad that we're not under arrest and they haven't captured Chalice Mm -hmm. slash Quest. And um, I now have a person that I need to speak to. Mm Mm-hmm. But we should probably cut to the other people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we just get that moment of just uncertainty as you make eye contact with this this strange person standing in front of you. Uh, And let's do... Yeah, it would make the most sense to go back to uh, the neutralize the explosives team first. (laughs) Uh, Gadget, you're in a desperate position. I sure am. I have a gun pointed to my head. Uh, Uh, That's okay. I, I lived a good life. <laughs> uh, good, not long. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I have a plan for everything. My bug out bag is actually a bulletproof bug out bag, like they use for American schools. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> God. Well, you already spent your flashback. I had one freebie, and this one is my ability. Yeah, yeah, because I gave one free because we didn't spend the time to zoom in on what Gadget was doing last session. Nice. Uh, Okay, when being ambushed, you gain potency to all actions during a flashback, and your first flashback costs zero stress. Uh, Okay. Um, So yeah, you're you're still in this desperate position here, but you've got potency. Uh, Or wait, no, if you flash back, you'll have potency for whatever you're doing in response to this. But you could also just, you know, produce armor. That's mm-hmm. with like your load. You can just you can just always do that. Mm-hmm. So what's your what exactly is your play here? Oh, this is not my strong suit. Uh, all my cool stuff is with the captain. <laughs> uh, and I mean, Myriad is also there. You know. Yes, I am here. Of the two of us, one is a little bit more bit more uh built for scrabbles like these myriad <laughs> can you offer some assistance um well currently i'm looking i'm i'm holding my fine uh sniper rifle lovingly named vera 
Um, <laughs> however, I do still have my cast master, a, a cane, <laughs> uh, which does have a, it has one of those quad cane tips um, that lets it freestand on its own. So I don't have to like lean it up against anything, you know, um, right, yeah. because that's just practical. Um, so it's, it's standing right next to me. So of course I'm going to, uh, pick this cane up, dropping Vera very, uh, what's, what's the word? I don't know words. I'm, I'm muscle. Um, I just drop it, uh, drop this, drop this gun, caster, weapon thing. Mm -hmm. Um, no decorum. That's the word. Um, (laughs) yep. Um, no no trigger discipline either just no safety it's fine Uh, (laughs) it's fine it's fine it's okay the 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 sand boat that i'm currently standing on it's in flames whatever um i'm taking my cane and i'm going to use it as a melee weapon um and just this is vac vac turn wise yep yeah vac maybe you get a, a little goose egg on your head We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, so you're moving up to scrap here. Um, ordinarily, moving in on somebody with a gun to engage with melee would be desperate, right? But they do mm-hmm. specifically have their gun trained on um, on gadget, so I think it's only risky. Um, it's fine. Vac mm-hmm. is a pretty Vac's pretty hardcore too. I'm trying to think. But you're, I mean... I, when I strike in melee, I gain 1d. If I spend a ga- gambit in combat, I also gain one effect on that action. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think I think it's just standard effect by default then. Yeah. Um, so risky standard to uh, clobber. <laughs> clobber <laughs> vac. Yeah. Um, and then you can scan to gambit if you want. You can, uh, devil's bargain, you can push yourself. Let's see. Risky standard plus one D. Um, I think Augustine might want that gambit for the last leg of the race. Potentially. Well, I already have improved position and um, effect, effect okay. from well, the, the setup. Then I will take that gambit. All right. So I can take that extra effect yep so you have a bonus eye and improved effect yes risky great bonus die i hope i clicked the right thing scrap yeah okay five one and a five let's see uh i think yeah what what this is gonna look like here is um vac will turn around in time to basically fire off a winging shot on you right before you bring your cane down and just knock him the hell out. Um, So you'll take uh, level two harm mm, clipped ribs. You know, you've got like a a kind of a nasty uh, chest wound, but you can resist that if you want, or you could spend your armor. You could do any number of things. I will. And the clock is going to fill because I didn't choose to inflict reduced effect. I will try to resist that harm. Okay. 
that's with prowess, right? Uh, in this case, it would probably be with prowess, yep, because yeah. you're just like, you know, ducking out of the way or just bringing your cane down right on his wrist uh, and just like back up into his chin, something cool like that. And I can push myself on that, right? No, you can't push yourself on resistance rolls. No? Nope. It's just a regular roll using the value of your um, prowess, so it would be, you know, four dice. It says, when you push yourself to ignore wound penalties, you only take one stress, not two. Right, that would be if you act already had the wound and you wanted to say, but I don't want it to let it affect this roll. Oh, okay. I got yeah. it. So prowess. No, no, no bonus dice. No stress. Yeah, there's a six. No stress. So, yep. Uh, you right into the wrist. You hear. You feel a crunch. You bring it back up into his chin. You feel another crunch. And he is out cold at your feet. Uh, leaving Gadget plenty of time to clip those wires. And this is why I am the muscle. Yep. <laughs> this is why you don't have me talk to Solomon Purple, because that goes wrong. You just let me beat people up. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, and, uh, you know, with the the crack of your cane still echoing uh, over the corner of the bowl, the camera pulls back and we see um, right at the front uh Almost neck and neck, it is Augustine and Zinc. You've finally caught up to her. She's still in the lead, but you are you are close. Um, and I think uh, I think the risk here is just losing the race, right? Yep. <laughs> um, it's uh, you know maybe other people will be biting at your back, but um, we'll, we can kind of roll that into the roll. I think right now it's just. Uh, well, ordinarily it would be risky, so it's just it's controlled because of Quell's cool setup with the the nice crab snacks. Um, but what are you doing here? Uh, so is it still standard even with the uh, crab no, snacks? It would move up to great because of the crab okay. snacks. <laughs> um, Good crab snacks, man. What would be a devil's bargain at this point? Uh. Actually, you know what? You're going up against a zinc fucking garland. It's risky. <laughs> it would have been desperate before. It's risky now. Um, okay. Uh, a devil's bargain would be... Interesting question. <laughs> I mean, there's heat is always fun. Uh, it could just be... You push the, the, the apparatus too hard... And, like, you know that it's going to break down. Something like that. Hmm. No, I don't I don't quite like that. That's not cool enough. Uh, uh, I, I could just take my level three harm as well. Oh, you could. <laughs> yeah. It would mean you, you need help for further actions, but there probably aren't going to be further actions in the race. Um, not, not in the race. Yeah. I can't really think of a compelling devil's bargain right now, aside from, like, messing with Zinc, and I don't think you really want to do that. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah um, I think that's where I'm it stands. Going... Okay, I'll, I'll... I'll take the level three harm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Augustine. <laughs> All right, you are you going to resist it? Interesting. Oh, no. Oh, well, okay. mm. 
Mm, nope, because... Then you'll take trauma. I can't. Yeah. Not necessarily. You could even clear one. <laughs> but Sure, the, the with odds, my two dice. Yeah, the odds wouldn't be in your favor. Uh, um, okay. Um, so I think the level three harm here would just be um, uh, exhausted. You know, you're not as young as you used to be. Uh, this has okay. been draining. <laughs> um, and uh, you're going to need some time to recover from this. Okay. Uh, but uh, you will get that free push. Let's see if it's worth it. A six. Ah, all right. Which generate a gambit. <laughs> nice. Because we don't know what's happening after this. Nope. All right. So I got a six. I can't impose, or you got a six. I can't impose any consequences on you. The clock fills. And I think we just get, you know, um, uh, I think probably uh, um, Gadget and Myriad finish up just in time to you clearing up the explosives and, uh, you know, uh, not dealing with any uh, any remaining um, purple goons up there to see uh, Augustine taking the lead in front of Zinc. Um, and, you know, we get a cut in of Augustine's face as he's just like, oh, you know, like, just gritting wheezing. his teeth, wheezing. Uh, and we see Zink, who is just like legitimately surprised, but also kind of thrilled because, you know, racing had gotten kind of old for her. She was a little burned out, but this seems to be putting a, a new fire in her. Um, and the, the two of you come whipping back around, crossing the finish line with uh, Augustine Rigby in the lead. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we probably, uh, pan back over, uh, Chalice kind of like standing behind Quell, uh, as Quell kind of like, you know, sizes up whoever this stranger is who seems to have showed up to help you. Um, and yeah, you won that race. What, what's Gadget's reaction to Zinc losing? Oh, man, I'm not even mad. I have my foam lobster claws out. I'm hooping and I'm hollering. I'm shaking Miriam. I'm like, this is is what lobster racing's all about. Zink's still (laughs) the best. But it's kind of cool seeing that, you know, her captain took lead too. Yeah, you almost (laughs) died. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really glad you're alive, Gadget. People get really passionate about lobster racing. It's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe don't tell the captain about this one. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I think Augustine already knows what happened. I, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Augustine uh, already knows. 